Hello, everybody. Welcome to ClapperCast, a very special ClapperCast because we're celebrating multiple things today. Not only are we posting this on 420, which maybe some people on this podcast might be partaking in at the current moment, but it's also Alina's birthday week. So we have a lot to get to. We have some special films. We have Fantastic Beasts. We have The Northman. But first, let's the hear... The Northman? The Northman, The Northman, whatever it's called. <laughs> Northman. Let's hear... From the birthday girl herself, Alina Falds, how are you doing today? I'm good. I am baked right now. (laughs) And like, I thought we were going to be recording way earlier. So I started really early and then nothing had like hit me yet. And I kept eating what I was eating. And and then I stood up and I was like, oh, no, I really should have stood up earlier. But I'm fine. That's like um, me during, I want to say it was the Concrete Cowboy. Was that what it was called? That episode of the podcast. Yes. There wasn't yes. one on Concrete Cowboy. No. Well, okay. What was the What was the movie last year with, um, was it Idris Elba? I was like, Cowboy. Concrete, Cowboy. Concrete Cowboy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, we did that episode. And I was both yeah. drunk and hung over that episode. And I was like, wow. I have nothing to say whatsoever. <laughs> um, Jack was good like, episode also. What a good time. Yes. Yeah. No, I know. Because like it, the thing was I um, had drank with friends. Um, it was like the first night we like kind of broke quarantine and all hung out. Um, and at that point, I guess it wasn't quarantine anymore, but it sure felt like it. Um, and <laughs> I woke up and I was like, oh, I feel really bad. I'm like, oh, I'll have a couple drinks. It'll be fine. Um, but I was already hung over and then so it just like hit me because it was 8 a.m. because we were doing it for Jack and I was like, oh God. Um, so I think that's my worst episode. But I have a feeling this might be my worst. I'm not gonna lie, but we will see. (laughs) That's fine. I'm excited to hear you guys talk about the most boring movie on the planet alone. (laughs) Well, I started this off by eating half a gummy, but seeing Alina, I'm going to just finish the gummy. So we yeah, will see how it goes. Um, I got like four things. We can do a little taste test. Yes. Got some gummies. I don't know. Let's not eat anymore until we finish the podcast. I like how she said, I have some gummies, gave no more explanation, and just ate it. <laughs> Didn't review it, nothing, just ate it. And I would like I was to- chewing, Carson. <laughs> I would like longtime was- listeners to notice that I am the one um, asking for moderation in this <laughs> The children. I'm doing a taste speakers. test. Um, I am in the middle. Get? I have no idea. Um, I can't do uh, sativa um, because Why? if I was explaining it. So for Why? some reason with sativa, um, if I have it, it feels like I'm peeing and like I get a like okay, literal hot, warm feeling on my crotch at all times, but it feels like piss. It doesn't feel like anything sexual. And I'll be sitting there with friends. I'm like, fuck, I pissed myself. Fuck, fuck. So I run to the bathroom. Nothing's there. Then I go back. Nothing's there. <laughs> I'll just keep doing it. And it's just a running thing. Um, less so with gummies, but it definitely, if I smoke, um, it's the worst thing in the world. So like that was like my college experience again and again. 
Also, it may have just been shitty sativa. We'll never know because I'm never doing it again unless I'm like on my own, which sativa is not an on your own kind of weed. Well, cool, because for the first time in my life, I'm doing sativa right now. So we will see if I'll um, let you know if I feel any liquids around my penis. And I'll <laughs> let you know if anything. I'll let you know what's up. I'll keep you updated. Um, Yeah, no. Um, Alina, the difference is sativa is supposed to get you active and interested indica is in the couch yeah i've heard of that before i just like i just got edibles so i don't know i didn't read that the fine print i was just like usually that um, sounds tasty usually um edibles i think um are just mixed um i don't think it really matters because you have to like i forgot what it is but you have to like melt it down to where it doesn't really matter what it is it's a whole thing Um, edibles are separate but then they also had a hybrid option at the store today that's oh yeah hybrid is just both um that's Today the, one I the first do. day in my entire life that i've bought like weed on my own same it's wild oh it was Poor very concept. complex they had like an uncut gems system of entering the store where you had to buzz in and then like it was a whole thing <laughs> and then i like it was oh. a lot. and it was cash only so i had to go to the atm after it was a lot i um that's the one that i used to go to because um i was a california resident so um, only California residents were allowed to buy for a little while. So I had to do that with, um, my friend and it was a whole, whole excursion, but I remember he wasn't allowed in, but he was the one buying. So he would like, tell me exactly what I was supposed to grab. And I'd walk into the store, which there was no like preset. And I'm like, hi, I'm looking for this. Um, but on the flip side, I am not smoking, but I am drinking the worst drink I've ever had in my entire life. Um, because I'm moving, I didn't want to buy like new liquor. So all I have left is Fireball. And the only soda. Oh, I no. Have... Oh, no. It gets Yum. worse. The only soda I have is root beer. Oh, I on. have a root beer right now. I like root beer, but not with those things. <laughs> root beer is <laughs> yeah, my not least a Fireball soda. root beer. Um, because the thing is, the root beer is that sarsaparilla flavor. And then <laughs> the, um, the Fireball is just burning the two together just real gross um but cool i'm very excited to hear how um the did you just eat another one okay (laughs) this is a regular brownie (laughs) (laughs) just like saw her like take a huge bite it's like oh no (laughs) we just start hearing about the things she sees on our walls for the next like four hours (laughs) Um, the highest I ever got actually was, um, with a brownie that I didn't know how much I was supposed to eat. So I ate the whole brownie and, um, I did it because we were watching that show, um, Legion on FX, the, um, yeah, the X-Men show. And let me tell you when you're watching that show and you're like high off your ass, you were like, yep, the world's ending. This is it. I remember just panic attack after (laughs) panic attack after panic attack. Um, but I did yeah, the brownie thing, but I ended up with me crying on the floor at Lana Del Rey at my own birthday party. So that's fun. That uh, mine was I've yeah. never heard with... anything that makes more sense <laughs> after I got a lap dance from a lesbian. It was a whole mess. Mm. That sentence just kept going, and I had no idea where it was going to end up. <laughs> so true, bestie. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say, Lena? Oh, my worst one was. In like second year or third year, uh, 
with my ex-boyfriend, I had like a weed gummy bear, only one, and I ended up puking all over his Hyundai Sonata. <laughs> I was like, what did you puke on? <laughs> it was all not- over his. And it was just like, <laughs> um, there used to be these underground clubs, and I think they're back now post-COVID, but it was called Purple 33, and they started at 9 p.m., and you had to pay like $30 to get in, um, but they were after-hour clubs. And how it would work is you donated money to the club, and in return, they gave you a token that you could take to a different station to buy a drink. And when I say buy a drink, I mean get a free drink for donating to the club. So that was how they got away with doing it after hours, like drinking after hours. Um, So you would go into this club, and it would be 9 p.m., and when you came out of the club, it would be – yeah, 9 p.m., and it, when you came out of the club, it would be like 6 a.m., it would close when uh, the light came out. And so every single night you're like, where am I? But anyway, one time I went and I went down into the Alice in Wonderland room, which is where everyone smoked. And it's all neon Alice in Wonderland stuff. And this guy gives me a hit and I full on like disappear. I'm in a different planet. Um, and for the longest time, I was like, he gave me PCP. And then I went and talked to him and he's like, no, it's just really strong weed. This was like years later. I found out like, oh, OK. Um, but yeah, I threw up in a Uber, like I I was able to pull over, but I threw up in outside of the Uber. Um, I was a total mess. I just remember like crying the whole time. It was a real bad night. Um, and the worst part was I would think it was like friends of friends. So like I had invited them all and then I was like the mess. Very bad. (laughs) To be clear, if we ever do a meetup. We have to go to one of those like that definitely feels like to purple 33 with its. Yeah. I'm so sad. So like specifically, even if purple 33 exists, it's not at the same spot. Um, The same spot was it in Santa Monica and they like stopped being allowed to do it there because obviously you can't just keep it at the same location every week when it's an underground bar. <laughs> um, But that was like that's old school Hollywood shit. I loved it. Well, let's move on. To the films, because we do have some talk about, I guess, today. We might as well start with our queen, J.K. Rowling, riding World War II. <laughs> I literally went in and like people were like, oh, are you excited for the film? I'm a press greeting. I was like, no, it's J.K. Rowling riding World War II. Um, Alina, do you want to start off with Fantastic Beasts? Maybe give your history on the franchise and what you think of this? I don't think I have a history with this franchise. Like Harry Potter, sure. But like the Wizarding World, that's what it's called, right? No idea. Like I know I've seen the first two movies in the Fantastic Beasts franchise. I can't remember anything about them. Like it just feels like these Fantastic Beasts movies have like no stakes. And then also as they continue to go, they're less and less and less about Eddie Redmayne's like Newt Scamander or whatever and the fucking Fantastic Beasts. I'm like... There's no reason for these to be called Fantastic Beasts anymore. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I also think they're boring and bad, and I'm not like these up to this point. I did not rewatch Crimes of Grindelwald because I would never rewatch that film after <laughs> sitting there for like, I think, six hours, if I'm remembering correctly, and just watching the most boring film in the world where like the biggest sense of magic is black sheets flying through the air. Didn't like the first film. Every time I thought I liked the first film the first time I saw it, and since then, every time I rewatch it, I just hate it more and more. So I was not excited for this one, and it's it's fine. 
I don't know. It's like it's the best Fantastic Beast film, but it's not good. Um, I like Mads Mikkelsen. He's good. You know, I think his relationship with Dumbledore, that like one line, it's a good line. Um, I was really thinking like, oh, imagine if Johnny Depp was still here. He couldn't do that. He could not have Johnny Depp dressed like a clown sitting there in this restaurant being like, I loved you. I like I've seen him at Comic-Con dress like Tim do a monologue. And he Lord knows, like, no offense, Johnny Depp, nothing to do with him as a person. This character, he just is like a clown. So like, I think that's a positive change. But the film's like so long and it's so boring. And then it just becomes like Grindelwald is Trump. And I'm like, OK, I really don't care. I think like it was a great first five minutes. And then, like, the rest is just, like, not good. I love that um, every character in these, in all of the movies we've seen recently, you're like, so-and-so is Trump. <laughs> it's true. Sonic, number one, Sonic. <laughs> Look, we don't need to get into Sonic. It was an entire metaphor for the 2022 or 2020 election. It just was. We don't need to get into that. But we watched the commentary track that we put on Patreon. But this film, it was. It was just J.K. Rowling. I don't know why she was like this, but she was like oh, false leaders who are bad getting elected. And then it was like, okay, like great. Um, I was going to say when you were talking about like um, having not watched the sequel again, I didn't get a chance to see this one and not for, I want to say lack of trying. Just none of my friends were that interested, which is like bleak, a Harry Potter mm-hmm. movie and no one cared. Um, I may see it tomorrow with friend of the podcast, Chris. But um, other than that, I'm just like, I, I, it's like one that I may miss, um, much like uh, Dear Sweet Morbius, which I just did not see, um, which continues Go the to tradition Morbius, of Phil. you still should. It's uh, really I'm like, I'm telling you, it's good. No, don't. Better than Fantastic Beast. Would you agree with that, Lena? <laughs> Yeah, okay. unfortunately. It continues the long tradition of me missing uh, movies that are spinoffs from uh, movies I actually care about uh, <laughs> and just not watching those at all. Um, but it's funny that you mentioned uh, like not wanting to watch Crimes of Grindelwald again because I have watched that movie once, but because of Jenny Nicholson's YouTube video about it, which I think is like top notch, one of the best YouTube videos. Um I know that movie backwards and forwards. Like Chris was talking about the characters and he was like, I don't know. Um, all I can name is like Newt. And I was like, and Bunty. And it's because it's a Jenny Nicholson <laughs> joke. And I was like, you know, Bunty. And he's like, who the fuck is that? And I'm like, it's his, it's his assistant. And he's like, this is before he'd seen the third one. And he's like, wait, is she in like one scene? And I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do I remember any character that's not referenced? No. Um, but I love that. Um, that these movies like really don't matter um, whatsoever. But I'm very curious, like, so the rep was really bad. Um, what is this movie about? And is it like, is this like the end of that whole arc? Or is there still? No, there's more two... movies. Uh, there's supposed to be two more, but I don't think they've been greenlit yet. Officially. So, but like, I thought like this was going to be the end of like the Grindelwald storyline it's not there's this feels very much so like the like penultimate film in his series i can't imagine they get two because there's one film that's very obvious you do and end this thing but apparently there's two more but it's about like they rise of voldy or something i was gonna say i think that the next one would 
the final one. Yeah. I hope it's called The it Rise of feel- Voldy. That'd be cool. <laughs> the <rise of> <laughs> this movie is about and I've also like one thing about these films I just even though I've seen them I don't know what happens in them um it is like Grindelwald the government in Germany by the way not right before Nazi Germany in the timeline let's be clear we're gonna have Hitler in this series eventually if we keep going at this route <laughs> it's not a like they're in it's so awkward to be in like Germany like two years before World War II and you're like well these people are Nazis that's strange but the like German government of magical people, no matches, their American name, everyone don't call them muggles. You're not British. Like, like Grindelwald. And they're like, well, actually, let's just say he didn't do any crimes. And then he runs for president and he like cheats to win. But then they catch him. He didn't do any crimes, but the entire second movie is called The Crimes of Grindelwald. <laughs> well, to be fair, Dumbledore had no secrets in this either. Unless, <laughs> there was not a single secret Dumbledore had in this entire film, and I will not hear otherwise. But also, he was a convicted in America, Grindelwald was. So I don't get how it works either. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, Paul. <laughs> What are the extradition laws of <laughs> the magical community? It seems like in this movie that they were voting for a leader of like literally all of wizard kind. So like the entire wizarding world, not just like wizarding America or wizarding Britain. It was odd. I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> the film or that specific plot point? Both. <laughs> I will say the one good thing about this. Well, there's two good things. Well, three good things. The scene, like I mentioned, the opening when they go to Hogwarts, even though there's Slytherin bias in that scene, I'll say um, like it's great just to be back at Hogwarts. But also Dan Fogler is that his name. Yeah, Dan Fogler. I've hated his character in these other films because they've not been funny. I thought he was hysterical here. Like the comedy is so unfunny around him. There's a 20 minute sequence of Eddie Redmayne dancing with crabs. It's not funny. It's and they really think it's funny though. They really <laughs> are like putting their cards on that deck. Um, but Dan Fogler was hilarious. Other than the that, cards on the deck, I've never heard that phrasing. Chips and that's the a new Whatever waffle. Yes, we're <laughs> <laughs> creating our own vocab. Um, it's not funny. <laughs> Don't watch this. Don't watch it because then you'd have to rewatch it before four, and you shouldn't watch this film twice. Just watch it once ahead of four. I'm going to watch. I hope they have one of those like AMC where they're like, you know, sit down and watch the whole series. And you're like, (laughs) I do it for who? (laughs) (laughs) It's just us in the theater. We should (laughs) we should have gone to the MC one that was like four days long. We really missed our missed the chance there to oh, see. Oh God! I really wonder if uh, for Avengers five if they'll do that, and now they have to add in all the other Spider Men. It's just gonna be like, <laughs> yo, I can see Venom two and Morbius back to back in theaters. Hell yeah! <laughs> oh God. Well, let's jump over to our other new release on that note, and maybe this is good because I feel like some of us might be on drugs, and the characters in this film certainly were. Let's jump to the Northmen. So if you know anything about me and you've looked at my letterbox, um, I fucking hate Eggers, hate Eggers. I think he is complete trash. Um, This is also before the Northman. Um, I thought the witch was whatever. It's fine, but like way overvalued as a film. And then I think um, the death of cinema started with the lighthouse. So, I went into this um, 
actually kind of expecting to like it because everyone who likes those movies was like, it's fine. And I was like, ooh, ooh, Spidey sense tingling. And so like I went in, um, to be fair, I saw it at the Dolby Labs, um, which is like where they fucking mix movies and show like how sound is supposed to be. So I walk in and there's like 40 speakers all around me. And I was like, oh, it's going to at least sound good, even if I'm miserable. And this movie starts and I was like, yes, so good. Um, I had such a blast with this movie. Um, basically, it's just Viking Hamlet. Um, there's so much that feels like it was taken from the Lion King. And I don't mean like they're both the same source material. Like, no, like, <laughs> especially like the climactic fight. I was like, somebody on YouTube is going to switch it for the dun, 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 dun. like the whole like Lion King song. And I was like, yes, do it. Somebody please. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's just Hamlet. There's a couple like fun twists in it. But for the most part, you're just watching it and you're like, yep, Hamlet. Um, but I like the brutality in this. And I would say I think this is one of those where like studio interference saved this movie. I think that there's bits of eggers that you see pop up and you're like, mm, that sucks. That's terrible. That's corny as shit. Um, and I all think I think it's like what he wanted this movie to be more of, but it being a little muted, like some of the violence they like cut away from. And it's like, I don't want to say classy because it's a Viking brutality movie, but like, you know, it's like respectful, I guess. Like, you know, an animal will get murdered and you don't see it on screen. It's just, you know, it happened. And I'm like, yeah, don't show that. You don't have to show like every gross thing. There's one shot that you're like, yeah, okay, this is gross and animal abuse and everything. But like, I kind of am fine with it because you've, for the most part, shied away from the grosser things. Um, no, this is really fun. I love Alexander Skarsgård. I think Nicole Kidman kills it in this movie. Um, Carson, we talked about it. There's like one line where she definitely accidentally goes into her Lucy voice, which is incredible. Um, Anya, who I usually don't particularly like, I think is really great. Um, yeah, no, I, everything about it was really fun. I, I had a great time. Like, I'll go see it with friends again. Um, and maybe because the sound will like not be as good, like I won't love it as much. But um, nah, I know you didn't like it as much as me. You gave it a very mid three. Yeah, it's shocking. If you would have told me at the beginning of this year that I would have liked an Edgar an Edgar's film less than you, because I, for context, love The Witch, love The Lighthouse, very excited for The Northman before I saw all the promotion about it, and it was, like, all really bad, and I was really expecting to, like, oh, okay, this film's the bad one because of studio interference, then we move on. Um, but no, it's, like, good. The, you know, you can tell the base, like, visuals are great. The score is incredible. I don't think it was just your theater. That's the one thing I'm seeing everyone, like, kind of bring up randomly is how good the score and sound is. And it really is just stunning. Um, I think everyone hopefully got that experience. But, yeah, the visuals are good. And the intensity, the brutality, I agree with pretty much everything you said. But my issue is just the pacing. This is a, let's call it a two-hour film. I think it's a little bit longer than that. But you get this really rushed intro for 40 minutes that leads to him getting this sword. Because for some reason, he needs to get this sword. Um, and I think that's kind of also one of the biggest issues is you mentioned how they cut a lot of the Edgar stuff. 
Well, the issue is that there's still some left. So what you get is like a cross between the two that didn't really work for me. But you get that 40 minutes, he gets the sword, he gets the ability to kill the guy. And then for no real great reason, you have the majority of the film to go and he doesn't kill him. And it's this really slow burn film that just could have been so much quicker. Um, It kind of reminds me of The Green Knight, where you can tell, and I remember those test screenings a year ago were quite poorly received from people I've talked to. And it feels like The Green Knight, where because of uh, COVID for The Green Knight and whatever reason for this, it was just being made. You can tell it was reworked so many times and pulled between so many visions of just both the artist and the studio behind it that like the final result is good, but it's not nearly as good as it could be or as good as I wanted it to be. Um, It's funny because I think it's the exact opposite of The Green Knight, where The Green Knight, I think there was a good movie in there somewhere that got demolished. And I don't believe that was studio interference. I think it was the opposite from what I've read and understand. Um, he was allowed to keep fucking around with it and kept taking out context because I think he watched the movie like 3000 times. It's really how the green Knight feels to me as somebody watched the movie and was like, we don't need this to be explained. I've already heard it. And it's like, you've heard it dude. Um, so like maybe he's my new Eggers. I forgot his name because I don't care about him that Lowry. much. Think- yeah. Lowry. You know what? He's never going to end up being anything. Um, he made Pete's dragon. But- <laughs> I don't know if you cannons all this man. It'd be nice. <laughs> I'm not canceling him. I'm just not interested. Also, I didn't see Pete's dragon because I'm a normal person. Um, <laughs> it was directed by David Lowry. How did you miss it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I didn't even remember the man's name. No. Um, I, you know, I'm a little worried that I don't think Eggers particularly enjoyed making this movie because I am totally fine He's with him. He's pretty like, vocal about not liking it. I think he was actually pretty yeah. mad at the studio for this one. Yeah, which is silly because I think this is great and he should just go do a stupid little TV show. Like, do a Game of Thrones. You know, give him a Game of Thrones um, where he can, like, show run it and, like, uh, do some cool stuff i don't you know we were talking about this i don't think he's a particularly good um i want to say director and i know that's like insane to a lot of people but i don't think he's a particularly good director i think he's a really good like uh shot designer but i think that his um something about like how he gets performances out i'm not like digging it feels a little fake willem De- oh I don't know how I skipped over this. So the movie starts and Willem Dafoe just like appears out of nowhere. And then he's in the movie for like a solid chunk. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. What happened? Why are you here? Um, He's the worst part of this film. Um, And I am going to go on record. I hate Willem Dafoe. I've never liked Willem Dafoe. I didn't like him in Spider-Man. I didn't mind him in this one, but I also don't like, I wasn't like, oh God, I'm so glad Willem Dafoe's here. He goes in the Christopher Walken bin of like, uh, you know, yeah, I'm just watching it. Say, you know what? Actually, he goes in the same bin. They all go in that bin with like Tom Hanks and stuff when you're watching a movie and you're like, yeah, it's fucking you. And you're like, there's no like, at all a sense where I'm like, oh, I'm watching you and you're an actor acting in a performance. No, it's just like, oh, look, Willem Dafoe's being goofy. Um, <laughs> like, and he plays a fool, which accurate. Um, and then he's not in the movie anymore. And I was like, yes, 
continue this. Keep him out of all movies. Um, let's have this be the end you of his like career. You didn't like him in Nightmare Alley? <sighs> he was fine there, but also Boom, I feel like... one you like. <laughs> well, no, I was going to say also he like isn't really being Willem Dafoe in that. Um, and when he does, there's a couple scenes where he like Willems it up and I'm like, mm, over, bored, uninterested. Um, yeah, no, I just... Uh, but yeah, other than that... I think there's so many like cool scenes in this, you know, the, uh, the Timon and Puma sequence, (laughs) um, where he's just a Viking going and being crazy. I was like, this is kind of cool. Like, I like that, you know, he sucks so bad. Um, and that's like one of the things that I really love about this movie. I think it also, um, you know, not to reference a movie that you also don't love, um, lamb, um written by the same the, person yeah <laughs> wait what it's written by the guy who wrote, wrote lamb it was eggers and him you're fucking kidding me no i thought you knew that <laughs> wait, i'm sorry I that's what? Why liked it. no no i'm so happy wait 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 <laughs> are you kidding me this is a very exciting moment for me <laughs> um because i was literally about to like talk about oh my god I that's what you're, yeah huh. <laughs> Wait, this is so good. Um, yeah, because I was gonna go. It's a really like deep thing of like complicated characters and like, oh my god, Alina's gonna love this movie. Um, <laughs> wait, I'm I don't so know because here's the thing: she's a history major and she cares. I don't believe Vikings ever acted like they were dogs. I did some research and I could not find anyone talking um, about Vikings. Yeah, but like I I do drugs. know that they have um they I do know that they have like a strong connection with the wolf. Um, sure. From all of my experience researching through playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So this is our um, test, and no one tell her, but this is a test to see how much of an asshole history major Alina is if she dislikes this because, like, this is the gauge. If she dislikes it and she lets the history control her thought, then she's an asshole. If she likes it despite the history, <laughs> she's not an asshole. So we'll see in a couple weeks. Let's remember to ask her about this, everyone. So funny. Uh, no, but uh, real quick, I want to go back to what I was going to compare it with Lamb, even though I didn't know at the time. Um, it's two stories about like these characters who um, are ultimately wrong, but you understand where they're coming from. Like, I never watch either. I didn't watch either of these films and go like, yes. Anything you're doing at this point makes a lick of sense. Um, and yeah, I think uh, I think that it just, you know, you watch it and you're like, there's an inevitability to their sadness. Um, ugh, it makes so much sense why I liked this now. If I had known it was the writer of Lamb, I would have gone in like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> um, I have the Lamb Blu-ray, by the way, in case anyone was curious. It's in 4K. Um, oh, that's what I should break my TV in with. Lamb and cats. Yes. <laughs> Whoa, okay, wait. You did have a moment there where you said something that made sense. Um, no, and I, it's funny because I feel very similarly, actually, about how I feel about the two films, which I don't hate either. But, like, I think that they are good starts and they have really good elements, but ultimately there's very simple things that you could have changed with the filmmaking to just, like, end with the story, whatever. Like, a very simple change to make it so much better. And that's why it disappoints me so much. So yeah, uh, no, the same see, way. see, it's so funny. Like I'm really, I know the harping on it now, but like it literally, cause I was sitting there, I was like, 
oh, the farming sequence and all this stuff. It feels like lamb. I love this. It's slow. It's like it gives you a vibe of just like, yeah, you know, um, I understand what these characters day to day is. And I feel like there's a certain kind of plotting. And I guess people, some people don't really dig it. But like for me, it works where you're watching and you're like, oh, the stakes are being built up so slow that you look back and you're like, oh my God, the stakes are like wildly high, but I never like felt it escalate. It's just like a rising tension. You know, the uh, best way I would describe it is that um, old saying about uh, the frog in the pot. You can, you know, if you throw a frog in boiling water and immediately jumps out, that's how I am with a lot of movies. I'm like, what? We're already here? No, this is like, it's slow tension. And then once you get to the point where you're like, oh, there's no going back for these characters. They are so fucked. But this um, film does that like immediately though, and it sets like it's not it's not a no, film but that I think, can I be slow because there needs gets, to be an urgency. Once I think he has a once sword, he, he can just do it immediately. Why no, he waits? There's like an urgency. It doesn't work. There's a there's a reason he's got to like destroy him in the same way. It's good. It's good. I love. And this that's movie. where the mystical stuff with Eggers oh. would have pulled it out of and expanded the film to work more. <laughs> no, I and actually like the the dips into mysticism. I was like super into because it feels like none of it's actually real. Um, the only part in the entire movie, um, you know, you were talking about the sword. The sword only works during the night, which is cool. It feels metaphorical and all that shit. I don't know what it's supposed to say, but I'm dumb. Um, but uh, the one thing I will say <laughs> is he keeps putting the sword back during the day. <laughs> like, you know, you can just leave it out. <laughs> it's not like... Like, I wish they had shown it like he's holding it and it like goes in itself. And I'd be like, OK, that makes sense. You know, it would have looked a little weird or like maybe have it on the table and it like, you know, is back together. Whatever. It's just because you're like, why do you keep putting it in then? If you know that you can only <laughs> you can't pull it out of its sheath during the day, leave it out. There's like four or five times where he's like, ah, oh, damn it. It's daytime. I can't use it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I love this movie. Okay, and that's it for the new releases this week. Let's move on to the fun stuff. The reason we're here today to celebrate Alina and her interests and her hobbies. <laughs> Alina, which I feel film. like we've already done. <laughs> Listen, well, I feel like we gave her an entire goddamn month. <laughs> all I know is all I've gotten throughout this entire year of bullshit series is I got to pick four Chaplin films for half a series. So eventually, <laughs> that none we're of us doing watched. Carson's Corner and we're doing Carson's films. For <laughs> oh god, it's just going to be really sad. You could have put the your stuff on uncut Chaplin's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's we'll true. That actually, gets... <laughs> well, we can do it better. I guarantee you, we'll do it again. Um. Yeah, no, um, uh, it was very funny when I started this movie and I was like, this isn't from WWE, but also a, a company that I did not know made movies. <laughs> it was from Show Country Dog Productions. So, oh, no, Paul, I saw Country oh. Music Television movies. <laughs> I loved when they did the top 50 countdowns on CMT. <laughs> I watched like the 2011 one over and over as a child for some reason. I don't know why, but I think oh Toby Keith's Red Solo Cup only getting like in the top 50 was dumb. When like it was no. only in the top, 50? yeah, it was like forty three out of fifty. No, no, that's was... ridiculous. And guess what? We don't sing any of the other songs on the list, but you know what we do sing? Red Solo Cup. Just saying. Okay. Anyway, Alina, please take it away. Please shut me up. I don't want to talk yeah. anymore. Yeah. Okay. So I turned twenty five 
on April 16th. Um, and because it was my birthday, I had the power to do something really stupid because like, just because I could like, I, I enjoy it. Um, I picked a movie called Beer for My Horses. Why did I pick this movie? Because Toby Keith is in this movie and he helped write this movie apparently. And that is just like the wildest concept and so funny that I just had to pick it. And I just like, my dad loved this movie when we first watched it, by the way. It's very much up my father's alley. It is such a Bruce Falds movie. <laughs> right? Especially since, like, the main characters are uh, cops, or I guess, like, deputies. Oh, my God. Like, Bruce was living for Beer for My Horses. <laughs> for his birthday, we'll have to do a commentary track on Beer for Horses and put it on the Patreon. Oh, God. Right? I put this on because Elena told me to, but I could not find this anywhere um and usually i'm like, like the type of person who's like you know what i'm gonna pay for this even if i don't want to every single wwe movie i paid for and everything i did <laughs> like i had to pirate this movie um and that was like so weird i've never seen a movie that just does not exist um <laughs> so i started this and immediately it opens with a song about like meth um, and how great meth is. <laughs> I was like, oh, we are in this. Um, yeah. So and then I immediately fell asleep. But I did see most of it. I would call it like ambulance syndrome um, where like, you know, I saw the movie, but really didn't. Um, I had just gotten back from, you know, building furniture all day. So it was just very tiring. But um, yeah, no, what I saw was cute. Um, I saw probably about 40 minutes of this movie. Um, and I like if I had another day, I'd probably go back and watch it because I didn't hate it. It's bad, but I didn't hate it. It's like fun, bad. Yeah. And he like he seems like he really thinks this is like his big moment. He really <laughs> is like acting his heart out for Toby Keith in every scene. Like, also, he feels so big. He's just like a very like large he's not like heavy set but he's just so big and i think the outfit is a little too small there's just something about him that feels like he's like busting at the seams of this movie <laughs> every time he'd show up all the characters were like looking up at him it was just very funny to me it felt like what mm -hmm. i imagine john cena is supposed to like be like but because they give him normal people clothes um you know like fit him clothes um it's less so but <laughs> i love that imagery <laughs> <laughs> um carson what do you think of this movie look take it from me who sometimes have has unlikable opinions on film as in people don't like my opinions and i liked the film i expected to hate it we all know the iconic moment when Elena spent a good chunk of change on this and i was like wow <laughs> that's crazy i was like that's iconic and then so i expected it to hate it i was like this is gonna be the worst film ever and it was, like, not great, right? It's not technically amazing. But, like, it was funny. I'm sorry. Like, the jokes got me on some level. Most of them. Not all of them. But some of them. Some are just wildly problematic. But, you know, it's kind of like a sign, you know, you know, the time and genre. But, like, mm -hmm. sign of the time. If a comedy. 2008. <laughs> well, for Toby Keith, you know, neck of the neighborhood, maybe. 
But <laughs> Oklahoma is not as advanced as no. they seem, I guess. Oklahoma's dumb as shit. <laughs> as they seem. <laughs> hey, I'm an Okie boy. Um, I come from Oklahoma people. Um, I was born in California because obviously it was. But uh, I go back to Oklahoma to my roots sometimes. Um, backwards ass people. Anyway, I think that so if my take, here's my take, everyone. If a comedy makes you laugh, it's good. It made me laugh. It's good. That's all that matters at the end of the day. I this movie was just like special for me because you know what? I got to watch it with my dad and he really liked it. And that's always like a good parental bonding experience. So like, thanks for that, Toby Keith. <laughs> <laughs> reason for the season Mm -hmm. i also like it's insane that this movie is 90 minutes and then like how long it takes for the movie to get to like what is actually happening and then it just ends like it wraps up so quickly like they spend at least half this movie introing the entire thing um like They have to intro, like, Toby Keith and his friends being, like, police deputies. And they have to intro this whole, like, Mexican cartel thing that's making, like, crystal meth, apparently, in silos or whatever. And they have to intro, like, there's just the love interest that comes back from Chicago who gets kidnapped by the Mexican cartel. There's just, like, so much to establish. And then they go on a road trip after, like, this girlfriend, like, gets kidnapped because, like, it was, like, Toby Keith's character's, like, high school sweetheart. She went off to the big city and, like, they just – it's, like, a second chance at true love, I guess. Um, Anyway, so she gets kidnapped by this, like, Mexican cartel um, because, like, they hired, I guess – they kidnapped one of the, like, Mexican cartel guys. It was just, like, this movie's convoluted the more I'm trying to explain this. But then <laughs> they go on this road trip to to rescue the girlfriend, I guess, and then they stop at a carnival run by Willie Nelson, and then they end up at a random bar in, I don't know, Tijuana. And, like, f- ten minutes later, the girl's rescued, and they're back in Oklahoma. And I'm like, fantastic. That was cinema. <laughs> See, it's not just overly complicated, but it's also just, like, shockingly simple, though, at the same time. Like, you know exactly what's going to happen at every turn of this film, despite it being crazy. Well, Alina, that's not the only film you chose this week. You chose another film celebrating another holiday. Why don't you introduce it? Yeah, um, it's 420. I'm still really feeling all the edibles I've taken. Like, I'm fine, but very, very tired, and I cannot wait to go to sleep. Because also it's almost 11 p.m. for me. I think this is the latest we've ever recorded. And also I'm high. But like, oh my god. Um, So we're (laughs) dropping this on 420, I guess. So I was like, hey, we should watch like the seminal stoner classic Cheech and Chong's Up in Smoke. Because I've never seen it. I don't really smoke a lot either. But I was like, hey, this is apparently the origin of the stoner comedy. Like... You have to watch that, at least for historical purposes. <laughs> I was like, this fits great with this upcoming holiday. Let's pick it. Um, I watched it this morning, and I felt like there were some funny jokes, but overall, it was also a very confusing movie. Basically, like, Cheech and Chong meet by, like, chance, and then they become, like, besties after they smoke, like, 
really, really fucking massive joints. And, like, somehow they end up in Mexico and are, like, trafficking back a bunch of, like, drugs made out of fiberglass for their moving van. And it was just, like, very confusing. But they made an entire 90-minute movie about that. It was only 90 minutes? Yeah, it felt longer, though. I think it was only 90 86. minutes. 86. Yeah. This one felt long. Minutes. I'm not using any sense of like over exaggerating or comedic timing when I say that this was like the worst film I've ever seen. Here's the thing. <laughs> I get like I'm not gonna judge judge someone if they say they like this, but like I watch SNL and I think SNL well, I don't watch SNL because I think it's like painfully unfunny. Like for me personally, not my thing. And watching this film, it felt like an SNL skit. Like the entire time. And then it's like, wow, I'm watching this 15 minute SNL skit. That's really long. I'm really hoping the the video ends soon. But this is a film. So you get just keep going for 86 minutes of like the unfunniest jokes. Um, yeah, it's not not my thing. But like, I get it. If you like this, I'm not going to judge people like I would for a lot of other films. You're valid in liking this. Whoever likes this. I, yeah, I'm not into it. <laughs> I feel like it's like a movie that we should have watched high, but instead we saved getting high for the actual recording. I didn't get drunk for beer for my horses, though. Because, <laughs> like, yeah. on beer, how could you not, you know? Oh, God. Wait, why was it called Beer for My Horses? Because it's based off of Toby Keith's song, Beer for My Horses. Oh. Like, they made a music video for that song that Willie Nelson is also in. Um, and like the music video is like Toby Keith and Willie Nelson being like Texas Rangers or whatever. And then they like, but instead of like drugs, like the movie is about the music video is about this like serial rapist or something that they like find. <laughs> Maybe he's a serial killer, but I don't remember. Um, <laughs> he does something serially. <laughs> <laughs> it was like bad. in succession he does it so yeah and then like by the end of the like four minute music video they catch the serial killer or whatever he is with Maybe the help of willie that. nelson i told you guys to watch the music video before the movie and you didn't okay well i'm sorry you gave us more homework <laughs> <laughs> um anyway so it's based off of toby keith's song but like and, and inspired by the music video, but it's not a direct copy or extension of the music video because I don't think Toby Keith was qualified to write a murder mystery or whatever. <laughs> that history major is coming out when she describes like, Toby Keith history. <laughs> I just think it's really funny that he like helped co-write the movie. I'm like, respect. That's a hustle so right there. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's going to be it for this episode. Let's round this out with our recommendations for the week. Uh, Paul, instead of making dumb vo- faces at me while I say the outro, why don't you go ahead and just give your recommendation for the week? Um, I literally have watched nothing this week. Um, oh, you know what? I'll just go with What We Do in the Shadows, the uh, TV show. Um, I I know, right? It's very I'm shocked you like that. I love that show. Um, I think it's like so funny. Uh, I really like the movie, but I think the show, because I like the actors better in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I like love the show. Um, uh, 
but I showed it to my dad finally and I was like, yes, this is great. This is such a good show, especially like that first season where like the the plot feels really tight. Um, I love it. Yeah. No, uh, what we do in the shadows, if you haven't watched it, like definitely try it out. Love that. Alina, what is your recommendation this week? Mine is going to be different, and I don't think anything we've suggested on the pod before, so I'm, I'm going to recommend a restaurant. My friends took I'm me sorry, to this. I'm sorry, what? A restaurant. <laughs> Good for Listen. you, Alina. Good Listen. for you. <laughs> like, my friends took me out for my birthday dinner last night, and they found this, like, fancy vegan restaurant on the Quebec side of Ottawa, um, and it's called Astoria Bistro Botanique. And we went and, like, one of my friends had this, like, amazing Southwest burger. I had a fucking vegan buffalo mac and cheese with, like, <laughs> fried buffalo tofu. It was amazing. And my friend Avi had, like, this king oyster risotto. And I was like, this is the best food I've ever had in my entire life. And I didn't watch anything this week, so I had to recommend a restaurant because, like, I had moving. To recommend a I didn't watch anything this week. Amazing. Yeah. Carson, pick something normal. I'll try. <laughs> I will also just mention, as Elena talked, like, my edible, like, the second bite, I think, really kicked in. So that's fun for talking. <laughs> yeah, so it I feels like up, you recommended a restaurant. <laughs> I don't know something what. wild happened. <laughs> I think I snorted cocaine, honestly. Um, okay, David Cronenberg is going to can. I don't know. Who, well, I know who this man is, but I've never seen any of his stuff. So I watched the fly. I know, Paul, don't I'm, you know, I know. Anyway, I think I like Brandon's him. better than David. That's my truth. So far, I agree. We don't need to get into it fully, but I will say the fly is really good. The fly is great. Jeff Goldblum Bloom turns into like a fucking disgusting fly and as like sexy as he does it. I mean, you can't get any better. Everyone go watch the fly. Um, that's going to be it for this episode of Clappercast. Where can we find everyone on social media? Alina? I am at Alina Falls on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. Paul? Um, at BP underscore movie reviews at Carson. T- <laughs> no, um, at Price Like Dag. At Price Like Dag on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. And you can find me on Twitter at BP underscore movie reviews, Letterboxd, Carson Tamar. Thank you so much for listening. I'm going to end this because I'm very high. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.